When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the Geek2Geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games! Star Wars! Comics! Movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu. Keanu Reeves, New, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep. And each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes. Keanu. My name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 162 of Geektitude. It's been a while. We're a <laughs> culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. And I am here, of course, today with my co-host, Ray. How you doing, Ray? I'm doing good, Joe. It's good to be back. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm do- it's been a wild seven months. <laughs> and yeah, since we, we acknowledge that it's been seven months without any like news or anything from us. And we greatly apologize, but we will get into that. Yeah, it was, you know, everyone deserves a sabbatical every now and then. <laughs> so I, I'm going to start off with there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now. And we're not turning a, a deaf ear to it. But we also don't feel like this is the proper platform to openly discuss it. Um, we, of course, because of who Ray and I are, you know, it's going to come out in our second half a little bit as we talk about different things, but, um, but there are people who are better equipped to be talking about everything that's going on with Black Lives Matter and just the, the state of affairs in the world right now. So, um, what I'm going to do is we're going to give you a break from that with us, but we are also going to post a list of people that you can go to. Um, so that we can kind of push those voices into the spotlight a little bit. So that's that's where we are with that. We don't want you to think that we're just turning a deaf ear to everything, but we also we we know we know what lane we're in. <laughs> yeah. Are these other podcasts that we're sharing? Um, I think there's some of our podcasts. I think there's also just some like blogs and other things. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that that is a list that's been compiled by our friend Kelly Hightower. So. Um, you know, thank you to her for for putting that together. Thanks, Kelly. So, Ray, what have you been up to? It's been seven months. <laughs> like, but before we get into our geekiness, like, what is what has been going on with these last seven months, just in life? Oh wow! Um, you know, it's so funny. Something told me it was a tough decision, but something told me back in January that uh, it would be a good idea for me to take a break from my MFA classes this semester. Mm-hmm. 
So I just, you know, I was feeling burned out and I was, I was, I think I had gotten to a point where I was struggling with the balance of work and school. And, um, it was tough because I reached out to a few people for feedback and, you know, some were like, Hey, if you need a break, take a break. Some though were, you know, were telling me, I, I know it can, you know, it can be hard to stick with it, but you know, it's a slippery slope <laughs> and you want to, you know, just stay, you're, you're, you're over halfway done already, which is amazing. So just, you know, just power through these last couple semesters. And I did some soul searching and I thought, you know what, I just don't feel like I'd be getting the most that I can out of it if I'm not fully there. Right. So I decided to, t- to take a, you know, at least one semester off and boy, what a good choice that was. <laughs> <laughs> um, although part of me was like, wow, if we were going to be finishing the semester from home, that would have been like an ideal way to like, you know, get in some classes without missing work. Cause yeah. I've, been work- I've been working from home since March. So, um, but no, I think I think this was ultimately for the best. Uh, <laughs> gosh, it's been since what December or January? You and I have have, have done this. Yeah, I think we recorded an episode in December that we never put out, and okay. I think that was the last time we actually got on and talked with one another. Okay, yeah. So it's so funny, Joe. I keep thinking that during this whole thing, I keep thinking this whole evolving thing, I should say, because it hasn't just been one thing. Uh, no. Um, I kept thinking about how last year it felt like you and I started a lot of our podcasts uh, when we would get to the weekly geekery portion talking about how exhausted we were Mm -hmm. and how we were just looking for escapism. And we just, you know, instead of, you know, maybe gravitating towards new kind of challenging geek properties that were going to, you know, give us some work to do internally. We were really just gravitating towards familiar favorites, things that we'd seen already or, you know, done already just to kind of like turn off our brain and just soothe ourselves. Um, Wow. This has been like (laughs) that, (laughs) that turned to 11, you know? (laughs) Um, I just kept thinking about that. I kept thinking about our conversations last year and how it was kind of a precursor to where we're at now. Um, I started, I mean, work was what it was in January, February, to be honest, it was really nice to not have to worry about grad school to not have to, you know, I was painting and I was creating, but it wasn't out of, out of, you know, obligation or necessity. It was just for the pure joy of like creating artwork again, which is man, it's such a beautiful feeling. Um, and then in March, you know, the beginning of March, we, you know, is when the, the pandemic really started, at least for me to feel real, you know, you hear about things going on in other parts of the world and you're like, okay, you know, that's alarming. Let's, let's try to, you know, I still got to make it through my day here. And then, uh, I felt like beginning of March was when we were like, oh, this is impending. Like, this is not, this is no, not, this is going down. <laughs> yes, exactly. And and in the first week of March, we were sort of wondering at work, like, hey, some of us are going like, are they going to send us home? Like, are they, you know, should we be at work? Like, and you don't, you don't want that question to be taken in the wrong way by your employer. Right. right, uh, right. So, you know, but thankfully, you know, I, I really like my employer a lot and they're, you know, they, they have our best interests in mind. And by the second week of March, we were like, why are we still coming to the office? Like, this is not, right, right, right. this is not a good idea. And then that was it. I mean, that Friday, we kind of got the unexpected call it was March 13th to, you know, Hey, we're, you know, don't come back to work on Monday. We're going to send you all home with your laptops and, you know, you, you'll hear further communication from your immediate supervisors soon. And, um, so we went ahead and did that. 
And then for us, being that I work at a college, uh, the students just happened to be on spring break that week. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, that first week. And so while the school was trying to figure out how we were going to handle the, the remaining semester, uh, we went ahead and gave our students an extra week of spring break. Okay. So, so just like you don't have any classes or anything, just continue to unwind, spend time with your family, travel home, whatever you need to do. And then after the extended spring break was when we kind of, you know, went back up and running with our online classes. And that seemed to go as, as good as, as, you know, you could hope for given the circumstances. Um, well, you're in the same situation that I'm kind of in with, with art. I'm imagining it's a lot harder to, um, t- to teach remotely, just like with drama. It's like, how do you teach drama remotely? It's not, right, right. it's not really set up for that. Art is the same way. Exactly. Exactly. It, it can be challenging for sure. And you know, one good thing about artists is that we're adaptable. Right. right <laughs> and exactly. so, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to figure this out. We're going to think outside the box and we're going to, you know, do our best to make it work. Um, so that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of how it all started in March. And then gosh, time has flown by. I feel yeah. like I couldn't believe when, when the first month I was like, oh my God, I've been working from home for a month. And then before I knew it, I blinked and it was two months. And then I was telling people for a while, like, oh, because, you know, I live alone with two cats. Um, thank God for them. God bless my cats because <laughs> they've definitely kept me sane. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't really ne- live near family uh, who, you know, all my family's in LA and I'm in Orange County. And so, I, I mean, I was... I've pretty much been alone, <laughs> you know, yeah. at home for, for a couple months there. And so I was telling, you know, chatting with people online, you know, doing some video chatting, video chatting. So awkward for some people, including me. I don't yeah. know. I think m- maybe it's a generational thing. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm showing my age here, but it, it's okay. Like it, you can find a groove with some people, but it's just so awkward to me still. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not of the generation that just kind of grew up going live, you know, every few days just for the hell of it, just to shoot the shit with my followers. Um, so that has been interesting. Um, and then before I knew it, I was telling people, yeah, can you believe it? I've been alone for two months. I haven't had any human interaction, like in, like in-person human interaction for two months. And then some people started correcting me, Ray, it's, it's been three months. Oh wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Like, all right, then. Um, should I be worried? Like, <laughs> like how am I going to be different once I'm around people again? Like, am I just going to be a full on? Are we all just turning into introverts? Like, you know, no, I think I mean, because honestly, I can say I'm I mean, you know how introverted I am, Ray, I'm about as far on that spectrum on that side of the spectrum as you can get. Yeah. And even I even I am like, okay, like, I've started going to to stores. I've started. I'm like, I'm I'm doing all the stuff I can do to be safe. But yeah. oh my god, I can't be in this house all the time. <laughs> like, and you know, and I have I have my my husband and my in laws that we've been seeing. But after a while, you're just like, we have nothing else to talk about. Like, nothing <laughs> has happened. We've all been here, so it's like nothing else has happened. So okay, so that brings up an interesting question that I want to ask you, Joe, because yeah. we're we're geeks, mm-hmm. and you know. For geeks, this 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 start this looked like at the beginning the time of our lives. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you mean I have almost unlimited time to just geek the fuck out, like to just mm-hmm. fully lose myself down the wormholes of whatever geek interests that I have. Like, sounds amazing. I don't have to be around people. 
and I can just do this and just jump online with my friends when I need to. How how has this gone down for for your 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 geek, your inner geek? Well, I mean, all right, so let me let me catch up to you on the timeline. <laughs> <laughs> because when we were we we are we I've got two two episodes that we're not going to release because they're outdated and they're just not I mean, they're fine, but they're oh, just not like special, they're so special features on the Blu-ray. No, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We'll, we'll release them as bonus features later, but I wanted to get back into the groove of stuff regularly. But I mean, the problem is, is that we, we recorded, but then my computer died. And so right. I switched over to my, my laptop and then my laptop died. So I, I had no computer for like a month. Um, I mean, I could do basics, but it was not in a place to edit. So that's what happened to November and December. Then January and February, um, where while, where you were avoiding um, doing the the master's degree, I was going all in with our drama productions because I produced Les Mis at our school, which is yes. like like why I ever thought that that was a good idea. Like <laughs> I I still I'm like like it's so not a good idea to do with high schoolers but it was amazing and it did a we, we the kids did such a good job like such a good job and you know everybody was like this is the best thing we've seen at this school and this is so great and and so really that was because January and February that is literally all I did and thank god it went up in February because 2 weeks later everything shut down yeah and i would have just been beside myself if i couldn't have put that up after all the work that the kids had done. So that took me through to the beginning of March and um, getting used to online teaching and everything. And even you and I were like, so this is the perfect time to get that podcast back up and running because <laughs> we've got all this extra time. And then at the end of March, it's actually March 30th. Um, I passed a gallstone. Oh, I passed a gallstone and it was painful, but I was like, okay, well that happened. And I, you know, went on my, with my life. I didn't, I didn't know that that's what it was. It was just an, an hour of really bad pain in the middle of the night. And I'm like, well, that wasn't pleasant. And I contacted my doctor and said, Hey, this is a problem. And you know, this is what happened. And he says, well, you probably passed a gallstone and Oof. it sounds like it's fine if you don't have any more pain. And I'm like, no, I'm good. What did you name it? Just kidding. <laughs> um, I didn't have a good enough relationship with this gallstone. <laughs> uh, this gallstone and I are not on speaking terms um, because because then Ray, I started to turn yellow. Oh no! Yeah, and you know it's like oh well, you know it's probably just the residual from you know the stuff that got no. out. The gallstone got out, and it's like no, no, this is not good. So finally, and, and the doctor was like, but if there's no pain. You're oh. probably fine. Fucking so doctors, man. <laughs> no, I mean, and he's a he's a really good. Doctor. I love my doctor, but um, he he did send me to a specialist, and the specialist is like, um, we need to get that gallstone out of your body now. <laughs> so, I went through the first procedure, and I say first because they just kept coming, um, and that was just to remove the gallstone and to put a stint in until they could remove the gallbladder, so that way, if any other stones wanted to pop out, they had like free access. And then the procedure gave me pancreatitis. <laughs> Yikes. So I went into the hospital for three days, which during a pandemic is the last place you want to be. Oh, what, when was and this? What, what month was this? This, this was March? at the 
end of March, early April, I wow. think. No, actually, this is probably early April. Wow. And um, like they don't like went to the emergency room. Matt couldn't come with me. Matt couldn't see me for three days. Like I was going nuts. It was awful. And um, so three days there and they wanted to get me out of there as quickly as possible because they didn't want me to be around people who could have possibly been exposed to COVID any longer than I had to. So they let me out. And then in like 48 hours, it was obvious that I still had pancreatitis. So they sent me back for another four days. Oh my God. Um, at this point I'm climbing the walls because I like, like full on anxiety attacks because I'm just sitting in this, ho- in this hospital room, staring at the walls. Like there was nothing to do. Like I, like, you know, it's just, it was just terrible. Um, so we got through that, came back home a week or two later, we had the gallbladder removed so that was a full surgery, um, recovering from that just fine. And then two and a half, three weeks after that, I had to have the stint removed that they put in from the first. Jeez. So in the months of April and May, I had three procedures and spent a total of seven days in the hospital. Oh God. So, so when you say, how did you spend your time doing geeky things? The answer oh is God. no. We've had very different pandemic experiences. <laughs> yeah. I, I am honestly a little bitter that I got, I had to miss out on all of the, you know, I mean, so I'm kind of in the first month of, of, um, the geeky exploring, like I'm researching all the stuff I like and yeah. getting into all new things and like getting, you know, really excited yeah. about stuff. But I'm also tired of not being out and about. And yeah. so I've kind of got the, the, the best and the worst of both ends of the, of the spectrum. So how do you feel? Are you all better? Oh yeah. No, I'm all better. I've okay. got like four little red marks on my abdomen uh, because of where they yanked the gallbladder out. It's Ray. We are living in the future because they did it with robots. Yeah. Yeah. So the robot kind of like four little tiny incisions and out comes yeah. the gallbladder. It's almost like nanotech. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we're just, we're getting there. Um, and then, but the, the best thing out of all of this and it's completely cheating and I don't care is I lost 25 pounds Whoa. in two, in two weeks. How big because, was that gallbladder? Just kidding. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, when I was in the hospital, they like, I was not eating. They were feeding me intravenously. And when you, are not consuming any food for two whole weeks, you tend to lose weight, but it was the weirdest thing because they're also filling you up with all this liquid. Yeah. So when I, when I finally got home, I look in the mirror and I'm like, okay, I look normal. It's not. And then like within 24 hours after you pee out all the the liquid, I was like, Holy shit. What happened to me? I'm not here anymore. Wow. So I am now a total. I tried to keep the, I tried to keep the, the momentum going and I have lost about 40 pounds total. Wow, Joe. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so we're doing good. We're, we're feeling healthier. Um, (laughs) No more health issues. Knock on wood. Um, Yeah. Were you, um, this might be a dumb question. I don't know. Were you able at all to like, like I imagine sitting, in a hospital bed, staring at the wall, but like, I've got like my iPad, like plugged in and it's in front of me. And like, I'm watching Netflix or I'm reading comics or I'm something. Mm -hmm. Was that, was that ever part of your situation? 
No, because every time I tried to plug in, I don't, I don't know what it was, but they couldn't get the outlets to charge my devices. So oh. I kind of had. So since that was the only way I could communicate with Matt, like I had to be really careful what I was doing with it. And at one point, he dropped off like my switch, and you know, I'm a gamer. Yeah, Ray, I couldn't play video games. They made me motion sick. Oh no! Like so, for the entire month of April, I didn't play any video games because I was li- like, literally, it would make me nauseous. Wow! It has been a weird couple of months, and then on top of that, all the other shit that's going on in the world. It's like, yeah, I mean, you like Matt knew I was sick when he was like, uh, yeah, "Why don't you go play a video game?" I'm like, "Oh, I can't play a video game right now. That'd be awful." I, I I find myself wondering, like, does our inherent geekiness, like, does you you know, like, uh, like Malcolm says in in Jurassic Park, uh, you know, nature finds a way. I'm like, does geekiness find a way? Like, if we <laughs> if you take away our video games, you know, and you're sitting in a hospital bed, do you suddenly become geeky about the tiles on the ceiling? <laughs> like, is there just like an inherent geekiness that comes? And how would it how would it show itself if you don't have you know media to sort of you know to to express it with? Right, exactly. I tried to like download podcasts and and anything I could before I hit. Like, it's kind of like, well, you're going to the emergency room. All right, well, let's try and download as much shit as we can <laughs> and hope that we can get it in there as as you I, know. Because uh, like like walking into the emergency room the second time was like walking through a funeral dirge. It was like <laughs> I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this again. Yeah. It was. It was a long, it was a long month. April was not fun for me. <laughs> I think that needs to be the cover of this episode is uh, Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park saying geekiness finds a way. Um, I, I, the, you, you've got it. <laughs> that is done. Uh, you know, it was really interesting watching everyone's through social media, watching everyone's reactions to, to quarantine. And I know, and I know, you know, it's, it's not official quarantine. It's social distancing, you know, staying at home, hashtag stay at home. Uh, the quarantine would happen if someone, you know, was in contact with someone or, or did have COVID, you know, then you were officially required to quarantine for 14 days, but we just all kind of, you know, defaulted to, it felt like we were all in quarantine. So, um, but you could tell right away the people who were not geeks because, Mm -hmm. They were immediately bored. Like yeah. with, within 48 hours of, of the whole stay at home push, people were complaining of boredom. And I was like, really? Like <laughs> you must not be a very interesting person because right. don't, don't you have hobbies or interests? I mean, I could understand, I guess if your hobby is the gym, mm-hmm. although, although maybe then you're not interesting, but, any, but, or, you know, <laughs> if your hobby is hiking or, you know, nature walks or, or whatever. Although I think at first nature walks were okay as long as you were social distancing. Right. And then right. so many people were just going out in droves and doing that, that they had to like shut down trails and parks and stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, a lot of people were bored right away. And I was like, wow, that's, that's not, I don't, I don't, I can't really identify with that because, um, you know, for the first, I also, I also did see from a lot of people kind of this, almost this giddiness about like being free from their job obligations. Um, although, you know, obviously a lot of people were concerned financially. Um, but it's kind of like, that's, that's something that is like, you have no choice, but to try to care for yourself and to try to, you know, 
offer yourself some sort of some sort of emotional mental relief from you know all the horrible shit that's going to come with you know not being able to work not having enough money to worrying about paying rent you know uh pushing for rent strikes pushing for you know a better um health coverage you know that sort of thing you got to you got to find a way to you know bring a little bit of light into your life um however you can and so i i i feel like i did see people sort of you know excited about what what they could do with their time right um and then <laughs> after a couple of weeks of that it was kind of like um i, I almost want to say like like a, a collective anxiety yes about like this is not getting better this actually might be way worse than we thought uh we have no trust whatsoever in our government to do the right thing in fact they might be exacerbating all of this mm-hmm. uh why is our country handling this by far the worst of any country. Right. We did such a poor, we've done such a poor job. And it's like, like the people chomping at the bit to get out of their houses. I mean, I get it. I'm an introvert. It doesn't affect me as badly, but you know, I'm, I'm married to an extrovert and you know, as long as he could take walks, as long as he could, yeah, you know, like we, we did, we did a social distancing picnic with our friends who live in Minnesota and we're, we're traveling back for the summer um before they left we just you know we were we went to um the the like a trailhead mm. and we parked our cars and they stayed over there and we stayed over here i mean it's like people didn't a lot of people weren't using their heads and saying well we know what we can and cannot do to stay safe so let's do stuff but just stay safe about it it's like people are like no i'm gonna go and do whatever i want to do and it's like no that's not don't no yeah yeah and uh, that, I mean, all of that, all of that contributed, I think, to that feeling of anxiousness that I just, mm-hmm. it, it just, it was seeping out of everything, like, <laughs> like everywhere. People were just like, what, where is this going? You know, this is lasting longer than we thought it was going to last. I said after the first couple of weeks, it was really like after the first month, I think, is when people really were like, where is this going? How is, how is, how big is this going to be? You know, mm-hmm. after, after the first couple months, I saw people referring to this as like, this is going to be like a, like a, a bookmark in our lives, like in time, like before and yeah. after this pandemic, you know? And when I started thinking about it in those terms, I was like, oh my God, like, holy shit, this is, this is a huge deal. Um, and then I think after that, it just, I don't know for me, I don't know about you, Joe, but for me, it, it just kind of felt like, um, what I've gotten from from people that I've spoken with and just seeing people like vent them, their frustrations online, it's just like this, like re- this this kind of bored, kind of uh, gloomy, kind of depressed, like reservation of like fuck, <laughs> like this. Yeah, is, you know, yeah. that's where we were at. I think when George Floyd was murdered by the police, and that you know kicked off the uprising. Um, so it was like ready to go in many ways for many people. Oh yeah. You know, and that just turned this whole pandemic into like a whole other thing. Talk about anxiousness. Talk about, you know, (laughs) well, you put a pot, you put a a lid on the pot and just let it boil. Yeah. And, and it, and then left it alone and, and it exploded. And it's pretty amazing it, for me and, and, you know, some of my friends and, and the conversations that I've seen happening, it's pretty interesting that um, how willing people and, and able people are, are, are to get involved and to get active and to fight injustice when they don't 
ha- they're not exhausted and distracted from a 40 hour work week when they're not just trying to get by and stay afloat. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, not to say that people still aren't struggling, but a lot, I feel like this has been a different thing. You know, yeah, this, no, is, this has definitely been a different thing. And I think one of the reasons why this, the numbers are so huge in terms of like people, people, you know, be, becoming active in a number of ways. It's not just about going out and protesting, but like a number of ways. But I think, yeah, you know, uh, uh, for me anyway, and, and, and how I see, choose to see things, um, if you're not exhausted from just trying to survive and just getting to work every day and doing all that, and you're not mentally and emotionally drained from trying to survive capitalism, then you're going to be more inclined to get involved and say, Hey, you know, we need to change something about this. So that, and it's, it's crazy to, <laughs> to kind of like experience this during a pandemic. Right. 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 right? <laughs> like talk about, I mean, God, talk about overload. Yeah. Well, to your point, I mean, I can just say from my experience, not having to get up at 4.45 every morning to commute in two hours a day, and then after a full day of work, commute two hours back, oh my God, other, if if my health hadn't been so bad, it, it's, it's been the healthiest I've been because I'm not... Yeah, I'm not dealing with all that stress. I still had to teach from home. Um, thank God we were in that situation because otherwise I would have had to take the last two months of school off because wow. like there's yeah. just no way I would have been able to do it. Right. Um, but I had a – our principal was awesome. She took two of our su- like regular subs that do most of our sub work mm-hmm. and just put them on payroll for the last two months of school. Oh, that's awesome. And and she's like, they're here if you need them. We'll have them do other stuff while, the, while they're working, but we don't want them to suffer through the – you know, you know, for, through the last couple of months. And, um, and so I, one of the, the newer, um, subs was with me. And so on the days that I was in the hospital, she just took over my class. And then when I came back, it awesome. would be like, okay, yeah, it was great. And it, like, we kind of t- team taught for the rest of the year so that if the medication I was on made me not feel well, I could pass it on to her and be fine. Cool. But um, but yeah, so I mean, it's it, it was such a change to not have to commute in, such a change not to have to, you know, yes, I'm still teaching, yes, I'm still dealing with students, but I'm also not dealing with classroom management. Like, it was a lot less stressful. Yeah, quality it of life does, is different. The quality of life was totally different. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, for geeks like me, you know, this all makes me giddy, the conversations that are happening around this, because like, you know, I've... I've, I've loved, I've, I've for years, any chance that I got, I would bring up the, the conversation of universal basic income, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and just watch people's brains melt when they're like, that's not what, like, no. And it's like, no, let's do some reading about it. It's great. You know? And, (laughs) and then, so once the checks came out and then people were like, oh, like this, you know, and then people are talking about defund the police and how much money we spend on, you know, the military and the police budgets and how that could be redirected to improve everyone's quality of life. And it's like, I'm so excited about the conversations that are happening right now. Um, and I see it everywhere. I see it in geek circles too, you know, like you and I were talking before we started recording about how, you know, some of this, a lot of this has obviously impacted, you know, all the media that, that we love, right. Uh (laughs) And that we're Uh into and that we follow. Uh, and it's been really interesting to see how the, the ripples kind of, you know, go out and, and affect, a loud car um <laughs> all the ripples kind of come out of have come out of this and, and started to affect everything and yeah. you know some people are so, some uh institutions are getting it right and some less so <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
you know, but it's, it's been pretty interesting to watch. And from a geek perspective, obviously, cause that's, that's why we're here, you and I and talking. Um, it's just interesting to see the geek community respond to this and sort of how they've, you know, how their voices have been part of a, a collective conversation. Yeah, definitely. Um, where, where do you, where do you feel like you're at right now, Joe, in terms of like, you know, you're not in the hospital anymore. That's great. Um, we're still, you know, in a pandemic despite the push, which worries the hell out of me, the push to open everything up right now. (laughs) Right. Um, where are you at with all this? Are you, are you getting to explore all the geeky stuff that your heart desires? Uh, do you feel like, you know, you're, you're ready to commit to, to more quarantine? Yeah, I, I well, I mean, I don't have to worry about a lot of the quarantine issues because it's my summer break now, and so you know, it's kind of like as a regular summer would be. I I, I use it to kind of recover my energy and and self care. Yeah, but um, but for me, I'm just starting. To, I've I've just reached that point where there's times where I'm like, I'm I've played a lot of video games today. I'm gonna go read. Or I'm gonna go watch a show or something. Like I'm, I'm, I'm starting to to diversify my geekiness yeah. right now. Yeah. Like get to stuff that I really want to. Like I'm really into mythology right now, so I'm looking up a bunch of stuff on that. Um, I, um, we've my my husband and I, we've been watching so much foreign television, <laughs> like. full on reading the subtitles just absolutely like what else what other countries can we find stuff from wow um oh yeah no have you have you watched anything out of spain no dude okay so um there was a um we watched a murder mystery type um series from spain that was called boy toy and because you know we're gay and it had hot guys in it and um but it ended up being it ended up being this really crazy complicated um murder mystery where the the center character is this stripper this this male stripper who um kind of gets roofied at a party and wakes up on his houseboat with a dead body in front of him Whoa. and gets gets blamed for it but he doesn't know what happened and nobody else knows what happened and so finally he gets a, a lawyer to help him try and figure it out and it it was amazing Whoa. um and so i told you I, I had that um the the sub that was uh helping me out with my classes well we, there would be times where the kids wouldn't be in there asking questions like we'd say all right we're going to be here from this time to this time come in if you have any questions on the work and nobody would be there so we just started you know shooting the shit and talking about stuff and she's like well if you like that um, some of the same actors are in a show called money heist. Mm. Have you heard of this? The, the Spanish title is, um, uh, Casa de Papel. Nuh-uh. Ray. Oh my God. It's a heist movie. It's amazing. And that's all you need to know. Like I love the characters so much in this series and you've gotta, you gotta try it. It's amazing. Money heist. Absolutely ready. Money heist. It's oh, on Netflix. So the first one that you said is not called Boy Toy. It's called Toy Boy. Oh, there you go. Toy Boy. Okay. I'm looking it up. I'm just going on the list. Money Heist, you said is the second one? Uh, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. It comes right up. Oh, they're both on Netflix, huh? 
Yeah, they're both on Netflix. Great. Um, we're, we also watched with uh, Matt's parents, uh, Border Town, which is out of Finland. Mm. And it's about um, a, a detective who's kind of on the spectrum, but he has this way of kind of analyzing things. Oh, um, current, my, my husband is letting me know that Money Heist is currently the number two show in the world on Netflix. Wow. It's amazing. So wait, four seasons. You, which one's Border Town? Border Town is is from from Finland. It's about a uh, detective who's kind of on the spectrum, and he he uses this special technique to try and solve mysteries. It's kind of like it's actually a real technique. It's Got like it. Like you build you build a a mental mansion, and you put different things in different rooms, and that's how you remember things. Okay. And so they don't really explain how to do it, but he does it and such good. It's like every, every two episodes is a, is a case. Okay. There's like four seasons of that, five seasons of that. Great. Um, um, so those are the ones, those are the ones that we've focused on. We're watching a new one. I think it's called Balthazar. It's a French murder mystery cop show. Speaking of international t- television shows, I would be remiss if I didn't mention um, a show that my my buddy and my coworker Christian Ramirez has been suggesting to me for so long now. It's called Dark. It is a German science fiction thriller television series. And what's it called? Bart? Dark. 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 Like when you turn off the lights, it gets dark. Dark. Yeah. Uh, he loves this show. He has been telling me about it for so long. It's in my list, but I just haven't gotten to it. Um, it's only it's got three seasons right now, and he swears by it. And I and I really I trust his uh, his taste. He has he, him and I have very similar tastes and stuff. So dark. It's from Germany. Uh, if you're into it, if you're into international television shows, check that out. Yeah. No. I mean, we're we're always looking for for stuff, and uh, we just keep finding things. Like once once Netflix gets you in your their algorithm, they're like, "Here's another thing from a different country. Here's another thing from a different country." So we're having a lot of fun because I mean, like different countries have different views on on their entertainment, yeah. and yeah. it makes a huge difference. It's stuff that it's, it's just. It's very cool. It's and, not, it's, and you, it doesn't feel like a copy of a copy of a copy like like new shows can feel here sometimes. Exactly. I mean, this all started with I think I think I mentioned it on the show before, but um, the tunnel with the the British cop and the French cop, and they find a dead body in the middle of the tunnel that connects England to France, and That's... and it's right there on the border, so they don't know who's case it's gonna be so they team up to solve it and it's this like that sounds awesome (laughs) oh it's so good and the the french the french woman's the one who played fleur delacour in harry potter and she plays this character who just she doesn't get social interaction like she doesn't get it (laughs) at all and the british guy's kind of this like smooth laid back like why are you taking everything so seriously but really good at his job and so if you haven't seen the tunnel don't watch the other ones because there's like the bridge and the there's like different versions of it from different countries and it's not they're not good or they're, or they're the exact same thing just in different languages I don't know why so I find that so hilarious the bridge after the tunnel yeah yeah it's and and now i do have to say if i'm recommending the the, the tunnel 
season one is amazing. Season two's okay, and season three's not great. So if you want to stop at the end of season one, you're not missing out on anything. You know, one thing that I've realized about myself uh, as as I've been doing all this binge watching during the pandemic is that I have no problem ditching something as soon as it does not serve me. Mm-hmm. Like there is no, you know what I'm talking about, Joe. You and I used to talk about that a lot before about the kind of this this obligation to stick with something, right? Right. You're not even really enjoying it anymore, but you're just subjecting yourself to it. <laughs> and after a while, you're like, why am I still watching this? You know, uh, none of that now. There's so much out there. We have so many choices. Why would you watch something that just wasn't really serving you, right? Yeah. No. Absolutely. And Hollywood just opened back up, so hopefully they'll keep making stuff because yeah. I always worry that I'm like, are we going to run out of stuff? Are we going to run out of Netflix? <laughs> like, will we actually reach the end of Netflix? Cause oh. they can't record anything new. There's gotta be a cartoon about that somewhere. Like a little political cartoon or something about someone reaching the end of Netflix, like where Netflix ends, like where the sidewalk ends. Um, well, Cause you know, the biggest, the biggest tragedy of all this, you're going to, you're going to hate me for saying that. <laughs> um, the biggest tragedy of all of this is that the um, the sequel of Saved by the Bell, the sequel series, um, had to stop production like two scenes from the end because they they all they had to do is record Tiffany Amber Thiessen and um, Mark Paul Grosser's uh, scenes, and they were ready to go. And uh, the the pandemic hit, so they weren't able to um, finish the the series. Are so. Are Hopefully you, now this open, it's going to go. Are you trolling me right now? Is that a real story? It's a real story. Oh my god! I'm so ridiculously excited about it. It's not even like it shouldn't be allowed. How excited I am! But they are putting, they are putting out a. It's like it's it's Saved by the Bell, but it's their it's their kids in high school. Okay. And so the it's got Jesse, it's got Slater, it's got. Zach and it's got Kelly and yeah. <laughs> I know you know this, Joe, but you know some high schools aren't allowed to have bells anymore because they're distracting and they're too loud and you know they just don't go over well with students. So maybe <laughs> maybe it can't be called Saved by the Bell anymore. <laughs> I, I I like I am so excited. I'm like not reasonably. Like I'm sure it's going to be terrible, <laughs> but that's almost part of the charm. There, it's. Um, <laughs> NBC's streaming series, they're doing that, and they're doing a relaunch of Punky Brewster with Oh wow. With Soleil Mufry, and she's got kids and Jeez, it's just all nostalgia all the time. Um yeah. what other geeky stuff have you have you been doing? Um we this is not geeky, but it's something I'm really into right now. We've we've been trying to meditate and find like calm in our lives. <laughs> and um you know, my husband kind of completely redid our entire house and, you know, he's got a great eye for design. Um, but we have this little side yard that had fruit trees in it and we took them down cause they were dying and gross and got rid of them. So we have this space that really is never going to get used unless we do something with it. So I am currently designing what that space is going to be, which I'm very excited about. And we're going to try and make it a workout slash meditation area. Oh, that sounds great. And so I'm doing work. We're trying to decide how much of it we're doing ourselves and how much we're doing contracting out. Great. But I'm trying to do as much of it by myself. Very cool. Yeah. How about you? What have you been like, what specific geeky stuff have you gotten to? Well, um, kind of in the same vein as you and including the, the home improvements that were the apartment improvement stuff. Um, 
But I, I started quarantine or working from home right off the bat. I was like, what's the thing that's just, you know, I'm excited. I, you know, I worked from home for like 10 years before I got my current job, right? Mm-hmm, it's actually mm-hmm. this is actually the first office job that I've you know ever had in my life, and it's part of the year. I'm not I'm not not only am I not in the office, I'm not even in the city, you know. Right, um, right, right. But um, I was I was just excited to go back to what I know is my natural work rhythm, which is to work from home. Uh, you know, I have a home studio, I have a home little home office area within my studio, um, and that just feels great to me. It. it I feel healthier. I, I also lost weight and it wasn't from anything specific I was doing other than just like going back to like habits that just make sense for me. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, cooking a lot, which I didn't, you know, I love to cook and I didn't realize how little time I had to actually cook for myself on a regular basis until I was mm-hmm. at home all the time. And then, you know, when, when you cook for yourself, you generally eat healthier. Um, right. And so that first week at home, I was just like, what's the thing that's just going to bring me maximum joy that's just going to be like pure fun from beginning to end? And so I actually uh, rewatched the entire MCU Infinity Saga in one week. Oh, wow. <laughs> I tried to do that. I even downloaded when I was going into the hospital the second time. I downloaded a couple of of the, the movies on um, Disney Plus. Yeah. And I couldn't. I just couldn't like for me, I had already watched, I made the mistake of watching Iron Man like a month prior. And I was like, I can't sit through Iron Man again. Not that it's not good. Yeah. It's just, it's not, it's not interesting enough to hold my attention. Well, it's, it's not like, I mean, I was doing stuff while they were on, you know, Mm -hmm. working on my laptop, um, you know, maybe washing dishes, you know, but having them on, it kind of felt like I was hanging out with an old friend or a bunch of old friends, you know, Mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. hearing the voices, hearing the character interactions, pausing what I was doing to watch, you know, certain scenes that I really love that sort of thing. Uh, So it was really nice actually to just kind of have that on in, in the room with me while I was doing Mm -hmm, stuff. mm -hmm. Uh, And I've seen them all so many times that, you know, they're playing in my head as I'm listening to the audio. Right. So, um, so yeah, that that was actually really cool. I was definitely marveled out by the end of the week. I mean, we're talking like Sunday to Sunday. Like I watched twenty three or whatever movies. Um, yeah, <laughs> and uh, so, but at the end of that week, I was like, I was thinking, okay, what am I going to watch now? And I didn't want to watch anything. <laughs> like I did, there was nothing. <laughs> my eyes did not want to, you know. I didn't. My ears did not want to hear. A, you know, a movie track or sh- show and my eyes did not want to look at a screen. So I was like, well, what am I going to do now? And, um, God, shout out to my friend, Ileana, who, um, she's a really cool person and she, her and I have, uh, some kind of overlapping interests and tastes. And she recommended to me a podcast that has been around for a while. And I honestly don't know how I haven't heard of how I hadn't heard of it before, because I have literally Joe spent time looking for this exactly this exact type of podcast. And I couldn't find what I was looking for. And I gave up looking the podcast. The podcast is called lore. Oh yeah. It's a horror podcast, right? Um, and it's creepy as fuck and it's all based on true stories or true, you know, tales or whatever. A lot of it is based on like, you know, kind of cultural myths and stuff uh, from all over the world and all throughout time. Um, 
Lots of it's a very popular podcast. Lots of people have heard about it. Uh, there's a there's a show on Amazon. I haven't watched yet, but there's a show as well. Um, Joe, when I tell you, like, I literally have spent time googling like horror podcasts, and I've tried a number of them, and they were just all off putting to me for different reasons. Uh, I really, really dislike dramatic reenactions. Right, that right, right. bugs me with like the whole, you know, even like the Foley sounds and everything. You know what I mean? Like, I just can't get into that. And then some are like, it's like banter. Like people are telling the stories, but there's multiple people on the pod, multiple hosts on the podcast. And they're like bantering with each other and making jokes and stuff. And it's like, no, I want the podcast equivalent of sitting around a campfire. And like someone yeah, is just yeah. telling a scary story. And I couldn't find it. And I don't know why lore never came up in my ser- in my searching. But once Ileana kind of, you know, and she, she, to her credit, she had to recommend it a couple of times, you know, people recommend stuff to me and I'm just like, oh yeah, I'll check that out at some point. And then, you know, a, a, a week after my, my MCU binge, I was like reaching out to people saying like, what, what have you recommended to me in the past? And can you remind me please? Cause I'm looking for stuff and a podcast, right. a podcast just sounded perfect because again, I didn't want to watch anything. And, right. um, oh God, I was instantly hooked. I started from episode one. And I worked my way. I'm almost done. I'm almost completely caught up now. Uh, but I listened to that podcast nonstop for days, Joe. Like days. I can't, be- I can't believe that you didn't because I know I've mentioned it on the podcast before. I'm sure you have. <laughs> like I feel I'm- bad because if I knew you were looking for that specifically, I would have been like, dude, this is this it's right here. <laughs> yeah. No, literally, it's like someone saying, like, you're looking in my brain and going, Oh, that's what you want. Here you go, it's right here. Um, I love it. I'm t- I love this podcast. And like, so what ended up happening is, you know, I have, I brought home from work. I brought home my, my Bluetooth, my nice um, over the ear Bluetooth headphones uh, that I love so much. And so I can just put on my, like if, if I'm um, working from home, you know, I can listen to a podcast sometimes depending on the work and then some work I'd have to turn it off. Uh, in order to really concentrate on what I was doing. And then as soon as that part of my day was done, like immediately the headphones go back on, <laughs> put on lore, and then I'm doing laundry. I'm washing the mm-hmm. dishes. I'm mm-hmm. cleaning up my house. Um, I got into this kind of like improving my space kick, which I know a lot of people did. Um, I, I turned my balcony. I have a really big balcony space that I never had done anything with. Um, I installed uh, um what are they called? Uh, canopies in my balcony for shade. Um, oh, I, nice. I built two new planters and I planted um, like different herbs to grow. Um, I have a work table out there. I built a bench, an outdoor like seating area. So my balcony is now like my kind of little oasis. I go out there. The cats love going out there. That's how kind of I do my work every day now is I start my morning out in the balcony with, with some tea or whatever, answering emails uh, on my laptop. Um, I... I finished doing the things in my apartment that I had started when I moved in and never finished like painting some of the walls and um, installing some shelving. I bought some new plants for my apartment. So, I mean, my space, it feels complete now. It feels Mm -hmm. transformed and I feel fully comfortable. And while I was doing all this stuff, I was listening to Laura, I was binging Laura podcast. Um, More recently I binged uh, the show Russian doll which I fucking loved. It's it's the best thing. And I know it's old. It, it came out in 2019. It's the, mm-hmm. the best thing that I've seen in a while. Um, and uh, 
It's funny. Russian Doll was something that was also recommended by numerous people to me since it came out. And it's always, it's been in my Netflix queue. Um, at some point in my brain, um, I merged Russian Doll with Dollhouse, the Josh Joss oh. Whedon yeah, yeah. show, <laughs> which they're very, very, very different. Yeah. But <laughs> I, <laughs> at some point, Dollhouse never went into my Netflix queue. Okay. Uh, Russian Doll did. But when I would see, you know, as I was scrolling on Netflix looking for something to to start in my in my list, I would see Russian Doll and I'd say, I'm not really in the mood for a Joss Whedon show. And I don't know why so many people have recommended this Joss Whedon show to me. It must be really good, I guess. You know, um, I love the Avengers, but I've never really been a devotee of his of his stuff. Right. I'm gonna watch something else today. <laughs> it literally <laughs> took somebody putting it on in front of me for me to go, Oh, <laughs> this is not what I thought it, what is this? And then I binged it. Um, so what I just alluded to a little bit there, um, I guess after three months of, of solitary confinement, practically, um, I decided, okay, uh, this is not sustainable. Like I am going stir crazy and I'm going to have to find a way f- to safely have some kind of human interaction. Like people were forming like quarantine pods where it was like, okay, we're only going to hang out with each other, you know, and no one else. So we we're safe because we trust each other. And, um, unfortunately, you know, my friends, my closest friends that live near me, um, one, she was still having to work a couple days a week. So she wasn't really, she knew that, you know, she was susceptible and didn't feel comfortable putting anyone else in that kind of, you know, danger, possible danger. Right. I couldn't see her. Uh, and then my other friend, uh, I was able to see, but it, we just had a social distance in her backyard. You know, don't touch anything. Mm-hmm. Don't get too close. Let's just hang out back here and talk. Um, and then I managed to to find a couple of friends um, or, or at least, you know, reaching out to friends. I learned that a couple of them had also been quarantining solo. So we're like, okay, if we're by ourselves, then you're safe to come over. And, you know, we're, we're not really, we're not around anyone else. So, right. so that actually has been better. This last three weeks or so I've little by little, you know, been around people in, in a safe way. Um, and that's how I, you know, I got exposed to dollhouse <laughs> finally, <laughs> but um, I haven't seen either dollhouse or um, Russian dolls. I so. mean, Russian doll. See, I just did yeah. it again. Russian doll. That's how I got exposed to Russian doll. Um, but yeah, it's, it's amazing. And, and one thing that I've been enjoying a lot is uh, watching something, even if it's something I've already seen that I know I love, like I just rewatched, mm-hmm. um, my favorite movie probably, which is children of men. Um, I'll watch something and then I'll immediately go to YouTube and find a bunch of uh, uh, essays, film essays about the thing. And then right. I'll watch like a deconstruction of it or an explanation of it, or like a behind the scenes, like how they filmed. I love like notes on a script. I loved, I love a full fat milk. I love Nando versus movies. So like I'll watch the thing and then I'll watch, you know, uh, about it. Uh, mm-hmm. So I've been doing a lot of that lately too. That's awesome. Yeah, super fun. Well, we're we're keeping ourselves busy, even if we are going stir crazy here and there. <laughs> um, we like we just started going out to to stores for non essentials mm. like la- last week. Um, it's it's a little different in Palm Springs because we were like the first. We were the second city to shut down. We shut down real early because, again, the people in 
Palm Springs are old people, gay people, and old gay people. So two of those categories are old and very highly uh, susceptible, high-risk uh, categories. So we um, we shut down real early. And um, and so, you know, we've gone to little stores and not, you know, you don't touch anything yeah. unless you're you're actually purchasing it. And, you know, it's sometimes it's just nice to be able to browse and not <laughs> – you know, not need to like go out, run out, get the essentials and then run back into your car. Yeah. Um, we've tried to support local restaurants that don't normally do takeout by getting takeout. Um, we, we decided early on, like, like when, when you said you decided that, okay, we're safe to, to hang out with each other. Matt's parents live literally a one minute drive around the corner Mm-hmm. from our house and and his mom comes and picks up the the puppy every morning to puppy sit until midday so that matt can get work done you know during the school year and uh especially when we were working from home both of us she she kept him a little later so that we could get our work done because he can be very noisy and um and so we decided early on it's like okay we're a household we may not sleep in the same right spot, right but we're we're a household and exactly. we're we're gonna we're gonna stick together on that so how has um and i and i did a lot of the same i took a lot of the same measures i you know i took quarantine extremely seriously when this all started like oh yeah i think of all the people and friends that i was in contact with i i it became clear pretty quickly like i was the being the most strict and it's easier for me because i live alone but mm-hmm. um yeah i i did the whole thing i didn't leave my house for the first few weeks uh when i finally left it was just to stock up on essentials uh, and then I kind of fell into this habit of like venturing out once every two weeks just to stock up for what I was going to need. Um, mm-hmm. I had a whole staging area right inside my house for like, you know, bringing stuff in, wiping everything down, you know, making sure it's all like clear and safe to be in my home and then washing mm-hmm. my hands and all that stuff. Um, but I, I, I wanted to follow up on something that you mentioned earlier about doing meditation. How, how have you gone? Cause I, I did some of that as well. Um, how did you go about that? And, and was you being an introvert and, uh, your husband being an extrovert, did it, did it go differently for, for each of you? Yes, because he is a lot more, he likes the more structured, like he's, he's got headspace. He, he very much headspace is the um, app, right? Yeah. It's the app that does, um, different meditations. Okay. And so, so he's been meditating actually longer than I have. And he, started watching a because they they like i don't remember the name of the the channel but if well one of the apps on our tv is like basically like the greatest courses type thing Mm. and they made it for free for for the next couple of months so so he's he's actually looking at the science of um of meditation and he's, he's watching episodes of that and why meditation works and how it works and everything. And, and he's getting really into like the technical aspects of, of meditation. Okay. And for me, I like lighting a candle and staring at it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like for me, it is so hard for me to, to like, I've done classic meditation. We did meditation when I was in college and visualization, you know, it's part of what you do when you're studying Stanislavski and theater and and so I've done that and I'm like I, I don't I don't want something that structured. I want to be able to go outside and be alone with positive thoughts, mm-hmm. not 
not worrying about what school's going to be like, not worrying about what my health is going to be, just being able to meditate on on a candle or on you know an object. Yeah. Um, you know, and so for me, that's that's like forcing myself to take a break from me- social media and video games and and just let myself be. Yeah, that's great. How about you? Have you been have you been able to to find some meditation? Yeah, I was. You know, after that first kind of indulgent week of just you know watching Marvel and and hanging out and working from home and just kind of sleeping a lot and being you know a sloth, which I think my body needed, to be honest. Um, Yeah. After that, I was like, okay, if we're going to be in quarantine and, you know, this is going to become a routine, I need to develop a, a, I want to develop a healthy routine for myself. No matter what I do, it's, I'm going to have a routine. I might as well take this opportunity to make it a good one. And so um, one of the things I did, and this was suggested by my therapist. So I, I, we switched to teletherapy, which is just like, you know, Zoom therapy sessions, basically. Mm -hmm. And um, my therapist is great. I've been seeing her for over a year now. And because uh, a pandemic, my insurance coverage basically made it free, like no copay for for therapy for mental health. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she was like, hey, why don't we do more sessions since you're by yourself? And I was like, yeah, that's great. So for the first couple of weeks, we did twice a week therapy sessions. And it was just someone to talk to about my mental health. Mm -hmm. And she suggested meditation. And then after the first couple of weeks, we went like back to like weekly therapy sessions um, and we've stuck by them. Um, but I, a friend of mine had recommended a guided um, meditation video on YouTube. It's 20 minutes long. It's guided meditation. So there's a man with a very calm, monotone voice kind of talking you through, you know, the, the process, the thought process behind meditation and how you're trying, how, how, you know, basically trying to get, help you to clear your mind. And right. I really like that because it's guided because my, like, I'm like an introvert, extrovert. Like I'm, I'm split right down the middle. Of course, makes sense for a Gemini, but um, <laughs> like I, I just, my brain has a hard time shutting off. I am right. just all, that's why I struggle with sleeping so often because I just, I don't know how to stop thinking. <laughs> and yeah, so, no, I'm right there with you. Yeah, <laughs> but it's kind of amazing to me that you've kind of you know you you spoke to some of your theater training and, and I'm like, God damn, that sounds great. Like I wish I had that. Uh, so the guided meditation has helped a lot for me. And then what I found was after the first two weeks of doing that, I did it every morning. As soon as I would wake up, I would feed the cats, and then I would sit down and do my guided meditation, and it worked great. Um, but after the first couple of weeks, w- once the newness kind of wore off. I felt it was just getting harder for my mind to just focus. And mm-hmm. so um, I kind of folded it in to my daily activities. I found myself going over that guy's voice and what he would say while I was doing other things throughout the day. So definitely when I was like working on my balcony, I was like, you know, had my tower, my power tools out. I was, you know, measuring, I was cutting, I was, you know, drilling, I was doing all this stuff. A lot of that felt very m- meditative to me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I, and it relaxed me. It was the most relaxing part of my day every day. Um, and then, you know, along with that, I, I started eating better. Um, I, I got myself to commit to a workout routine, which I haven't done since I was like in my twenties, but right. you know, I, I, I decided to do some pushups and some sit-ups and, you know, I have a couple of dumbbells that I've been carrying around for years for God knows why, I guess for a pandemic. <laughs> um, cause I'm not a gym person. I'm not, you know, I don't like, running or doing any of that stuff. But um, 
I did start, you know, doing like a, it went from a 30 minute workout to like stretching and warm up, you know, so like turn mm-hmm. to an hour. Now it's like 90 minutes. I'm doing a 90 minute workout, but uh, nice. yeah, I was in a nice routine. I was feeling very healthy, feeling very productive. And then when the uprising started, that just threw everything off for me. Like internally, right. I was like a mess. I was super anxious. You know, I'm someone that feels like I need to be doing something politically, right? I need to be engaged. So it was a real, for me, I was like, do I go out? Do I not? You know, like I want to join the protest. I want to be out there. How else can I have my voice heard? How else can mm-hmm. I join the fight and contribute? Um, but, I, and I did end up going to a couple of protests um, and, and trying to safely be a part of that. Um, ultimately I kind of felt like, you know, that was a certain time in my life and now I can probably be effective in other ways. Um, but I just, I just, I stopped working out. I stopped eating right. I like (laughs) bought a bunch of junk food. I stopped meditating. I was like, I was even having trouble working and focusing on work for a while. Like I honestly couldn't get things done. Um, you know, I, I, I went back to two therapy sessions a week just to sort of have someone to talk to. And, um, it was rough. It's, it's definitely been you know, I think a challenge for a lot of people to just navigate this whole thing. Um, Definitely. And now in the ba- in the last week or so, I've got I've gotten back to my healthy routine. So um, it's you know I'm glad that I sort of spent the time that I did the first couple of months of quarantine to to set that um, routine in in place, so that now I, going back to it feels a little bit easier than creating. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'd still like to kind of sit down and and you know get myself to to meditate properly, I guess, um, every now and then, but the, the, I really like the, the active kind of, you know, like, where's your head at while you're, you know, doing something. I just, I just like repetitive motions like that. Um, headspace has definitely been recommended to me by a few people. I haven't checked it out yet though. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a little expensive, although I don't know if they've made it free for right now, or I know I've got it. I get it through school for free. It was made free for residents of LA County. I know that. Okay. Yeah. Cool, man. Um, we've been talking for like an hour. Yeah, you want to take a break and come back? Oh uh, well, I was gonna say. I mean, how long are our episodes? What if we call this like a like an intro, like episode, like welcome back, and then we can do another episode where we like cover the news. Yeah, I think that's great because you know it, it, it gives us content to cover. <laughs> this morning, I sent uh, show notes to Ray, and we had kind of decided that this was going to just be a a shoot the shit kind of episode. And all of a sudden there was just like <laughs> news articles, just like appearing on the Google doc. And and so I changed feature from catching up with us to Ray reports the news. Cause there's seriously like 30 things on here. And, and so I'm actually very excited to like get to them, but I, I do think for a starter episode to get us back into the groove, I think, an hour is probably good. Right. We don't want to overwhelm people. Like our first thing back with like a two hour podcast. Right. You know, right. Absolutely. I think that's a good call. And then we can just, we can call this welcome back. Uh, and then we could do the next one. Like, you know, let's talk about what's been going on. You know, now that we're back and we've sort of reintroduced ourselves, the next episode can be like, what's been going on during pandemic. We don't have to spend time talking about the pandemic because we've just done that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're set. And then I can read, I can read more of these articles because I didn't read all of them. I read some of them, but uh, you know, it's good to know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, it gives us a chance to kind of catch up with with this stuff. Cool, man. Nice, awesome. 
Uh, do you have any shout outs? Yes. So this has kind of been something that I, the theme of today is like people recommending shit to me. Um, I found that there have been a couple of things that have been recommended over and over again to by a lot of people. So I'm not going to name all those people because it just they come these recommendations come at me from everywhere. But shout out to everyone that has recommended these things to me over the time because these things keep coming up. And I happen to focus on animated shows. So X Men Evolution, which is an older X Men cartoon, right? It was, mm-hmm. it was a, ver- a version of the X, like a. Sp- I think it was based kind of on. Um, the the Marvel what were they called the the when they rebooted their their most popular titles what was it called oh um, ultimate the ultimate line yeah the ultimate so X Men Evolution is the cart is the X Men cartoon show that was uh, based on Ultimate X Men I think or like a take on it and then mm-hmm. Shira the Shira Netflix show has been recommended to me by so many people so I'm gonna be nice. checking that out and then the Harley Quinn show as well on the DC uh, service, whatever it is, a Warner Brothers service that has been recommended to me by a few people. And you and I have sort of shared clips of that with each other, Joe. Right. And usually, right, right, right. usually someone will send me a clip and be like, you need to be watching this show. And then right away, I'll forward that clip to you and be like, check mm-hmm. this out. This looks dope. Um, so my shout out is to all those people that have enriched my life and improved my quality of life by recommending stuff. And these are the things right now that I'm hearing over and over again, like good things about, I'm going to check out. Awesome. What about you, Joe? Um, I just want to throw a shout out to all the people who checked in. <laughs> there were a lot, like I think Nick, Nick uh, Kelly checked in like on a, at least a weekly basis. Are you okay? Are you still there? <laughs> um, and I appreciate anybody who just kind of was like, Hey, just wondering if the show's okay. And yes, sorry guys. It's just, we, we, we went over why we weren't here and, and we apologize. Yeah, good reasons. Um, yeah, good reasons. I'm proud of us. Yeah. Good reasons. <laughs> um, uh, I did do a couple of podcasts, uh, while we were on hiatus so if you like wow i did an episode of girls gone wow it was episode 412 and um and as i'm looking at it it was posted on the 30th which was the day i had my gallstone so it was right before the storm oh wow (laughs) and then um on top of that i just last week did an episode with kelly she's rebooted um well not rebooted but she's back up and running with um mating habits of the modern geek. So go check out her show. So those, those are the two things that I have, uh, have done in the last couple of weeks. Nice. All right. Let's see if I can do this on the first take. Cause it's been a while. All the music in this episode is by Ben sound and is being used under creative commons license. You can find more music by Ben sound at bensound.com. Geektitude is a proud member of the geek to geek network. Check out other geek to geek shows and make sure to join our Reddit community at reddit.com forward slash r forward slash geek to geek cast or join us in Slack or Discord where you can chat with us in real time. You can currently find us at geektitude.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. Ray, where can we find you? I am at Ray Vargas three. So Ray Vargas and then the number three is my username at multiple social media sites on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. And my website is rayvargas3.com if you want to check out my artwork. 
Awesome. Awesome. Um, that does it for this week. I'm excited that we're back. I'm excited that we have some content for a couple shows and we are, are excited to be able to talk to you guys. So until next time, remember this week, stay inside, wash your hands and keep it geek. <laughs> <laughs>